0: You're listening to the Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern Preppy lifestyle alive. Today, I'm interviewing the mother and daughter duo behind Cotton Colors and Happy Everything. They make some of my favorite colorful and fun pattern table decor and believe in celebrating everything, even the small stuff, which is one of my own personal mantras. Learn how they started originally with tie-dye clothes, were one of the first to make a website, and how now they're in boutiques across the country, even a few of their own. So tell everyone who you are, where you live, and a little description about your business and what you do.
1: Well, I'm Laura Johnson, and I'm the founding artist and CEO of Cotton Colors, and we actually design under two brands, Cotton Colors by Laura Johnson and Happy Everything by Laura Johnson, and our company's home base is located in Tallahassee, Florida.
2: And I'm Kyle Johnson-Smith. I'm Laura's oldest daughter and the creative director of the company.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that you guys um, are a family duo here with your business. So I guess my first question for both of you individually is tell me a little bit about your life growing up, your life as a kid. Were you always creative? Did you always sort of have an entrepreneurial spirit? Uh, were you setting, you know, the table up, helping your mom? Tell us a little bit about what what your life growing up was like and maybe how that sort of influenced where you are today then.
1: Sure. Um, well, I was born and raised in Miami, Florida. And I grew up in a home that really supported me tremendously. I have um, two siblings, and we all kind of had our own interest in basic talents, of course. And we had a mom who was very um, great at really channeling us. And when she saw that I had a passion for the arts, unlike my sister who could run award-winning races in um, track and field, she knew I was going to be really out of luck trying to compete with my older sister in the running game. So she really channeled really what my passion was, which is in designing and creating and things. And I've really done it all my whole life. And she really um, fed my curiosity and helped enable, place me in positions to be able to grow my talent, um, which brought me really, um, and she always was that way. So she really took me onto all the art classes. If you talk to her today, she would tell me she takes all the credit. Um, Absolutely. (laughs) Um, and, but she took me to the art lessons and really exposed me to a lot of opportunities to help me grow my passion. And, and that back then that's what I did. I really loved and adored creating things. And even as a young person, I really loved the whole process of not only just creating things on my own, but then also the entire process to bring it to market. I loved merchandising it. I loved marketing it, creating brochures. Um, and then really actually bringing it to market and um, talking to customers and showing them my things and um, presenting it out to the public. So I'm an artist who loves all of the steps in between to get it to a marketplace as well.
0: That's awesome. And I think that's very unique. I feel like a lot of um, artists and creatives that I interviewed, they're not necessarily always interested in the the business and marketing side.
1: Yeah, I'm told it's quite, it's quite different, that you don't see that quite often. But I do have both sides of that. And and I don't know which I love more. I think it changes on a daily basis. Sometimes I love to do nothing but create. And sometimes I love to do nothing but figure out the business side. So I have both of those interests in my in my brain going on.
2: <laughs>
0: I love that. Yeah.
2: And then I, I guess for me. One.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, for me too. I think my growing up, especially with my mom, um, we've always had both sides of the family Uh, or both sides of the business, and very present in our family. We saw her working late a lot at night, at home, um, but always very creative. We had a lot of projects happening um, in our home, lots of crafts, and she always really fostered our creativity, um, not only in just an artistic sense, but also in creative thinking, problem solving, and Things like that. She always encouraged us to be as creative as possible because there's um, so many solutions you can overcome with creativity.
0: Mm-hmm. It sounds like a fun household for both of you to have grown up in. Then at each of your households, um, lots of creativity and fun and nourishing that. So it sounds like a great base. So where did each of you study and what did you study um, if you ended up going to to college and studying something? It sounds like you both had this creativity base, but is that something you pursued formally?
1: Yes, actually. It took me straight into um, Florida State University where I studied studio art, um, which was really centered on the graphic and visual communications, although I did everything from woodworking, pottery, metal crafting. They gave me a great fine arts um, degree. But my passion was really in a lot of the layout and um, designing formally on on page layout. So that's where I studied and got my degree in fine art and art history.
2: Awesome. And I did did the same, too. I studied at Florida State, um, got my degree in marketing, and double majored in fine art as well. Um, Didn't get the degree in fine art because I would have had to stay in school for another Three years or so, and I was so anxious and um, wanting to get into the business as soon as possible. So I got the great experience of taking classes and then graduated on time with a marketing degree. That's really
0: fun. Um, so now, what was your first career? I guess out of school, um, did you go into? I guess, Laura, what what did you do? Did you go into something creative and with this art degree then, or? Um did you go right and dive into opening your first business like tell us a little bit about that journey?
1: Well, my journey was really unique in the fact that I did get land a degree. I got married right out of college and moved to Atlanta and got a degree in doing what I loved to do, which was doing graphic art and layout um so I worked with a small family based company where we did a lot of um paste up work for advertising and brochures and catalogs so it gave me it kind of honed my skill in 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 that type of artistic work. But when my husband was transferred back to his hometown of Tallahassee. I um, ventured out on more of the business side and I landed a job at a TV station here. Yeah. And really, it was funny because it was an old time, very established TV station, one of the largest in the country. i um, covered a big area. So I got the opportunity to work under uh, some good old admin and um, <sighs> was trained and taught on the act of selling. I mean, I was thrown into the into the deep end of the pool immediately and really, really gave me the ability to... Um, learn how to approach people how to sell a product um, cold call I had to call had to get my guts up even though' I'm, I'm very very shy nobody believes me when I say that <laughs> um, but, I, but it really taught me how to prepare and to and to face fear of failure you know the worst thing you ever want to do is, as a salesperson is to be turned down mm-hmm. um, so um, when I was um, on this basically on the streets as they call it they took me really it gave me some really great. Um, ability to learn all of the things that it takes to bring, um, to get your guts up and to be able to present something to a customer, understand what their needs are, and to be able to solve problems um, in the the art of selling. So I think that was one of the greatest experiences. Although I didn't stay very long there, I was there only probably three years. It was a really established, gave me a little bit of skill set that I hadn't had the opportunity for. Although I love the process of marketing and merchandising and And that piece, I didn't have the professional training, which I got and achieved um, in that career. Um, And then once I had Kyle, she was my youngest, my oldest daughter. The first I worked um, with her just for a little bit and then found my way home to be able to establish a a business that allowed me the flexibility to raise children and exert my more creativity um, and more flexibility the time.
0: Okay. So let's talk now, I guess, about when did you start cotton colors and sort of why? And then, you know, we can talk about um Kyle, your position then and there.
1: Yeah, well, um, it's actually perfectly aligned because the day I found out I was pregnant with Kyle was the day I had my very first home show for cotton colors. And cotton colors back then was quite different. Um and that was back thirty years ago. Kyle's thirty. That's how I can always know is how old my kids are where we (laughs) were along the business. Um, so thirty one years ago. I um, love I always, as I told you, love to make things and love to create things and bring them to market. And I landed because of my pregnancy, I guess, or in anticipation of having children, I loved um, creating hand dyed and hand painted clothing. Um, it, In in a way, and that's why the name is called Cotton Colors is um, because that's our very first product line was hand dyed and hand painted clothing. It's funny, the trend that's happening or has happened throughout COVID is all the tie dye. Yes. So funny because I tie dyed and that was a very big trend at the time um, that I brought to market was tie dyed cotton clothing, rompers and cute, adorable cotton dresses. Um, but clothing was never... A fashion type thing. It was more all of the art of creating the colorful, different dyes and mixing them with hand painting to create more of an art piece, um, or just a fun, cute outfit and comfortable for kids to, to kids to um, play in. So I started it 31 years ago and realized even then that my true passion wasn't really in clothing. That I wanted that really my love was in color play and pattern play. And I have three daughters now, and three nieces, all around within nine years apart, all together nine years. And really, once they started, once my last daughter was born, I was playing around with some pottery and some rolled out some clay and pushed her handprints in clay, and took it over to a local pottery studio to have it fired. And when I was there, saw some plates that we had hand, that they had handcrafted. So I grabbed those up and painted those with their names on them and gave them as gifts and. People saw him, my friends saw him and customers saw him. I showed them to people and they ended up buying him. And so that really got me much more into my real passion, which was in um, the creation of pottery. And um, and that's really where I knew this was a product that I could really get behind and, and have fun with. I really didn't want to follow the trends of fashion. That wasn't really my, my thing. It was more color and pattern play that I love that I adapted onto the onto the pottery. And I love Nothing more than entertaining and gathering people around a table, and my family's large, and we loved nothing more than to get together. So all of those pieces that I used in my entertaining or in the celebrations that my daughters enjoyed, um, I created products that were specific to them. So it was very easy for me. It's my whole inspiration has always been my family um, and what we like to do and what we need. That I couldn't find the marketplace, I would create it myself. Um, So that's kind of where the company started, and that was. Several years, a couple of years after the clothing business started. So, five or six years later, as my daughters were, uh, my family was forming, um, I jumped off the, off the, mm-hmm. into into that deep end, true, truly, and showed at America's Mart for the first time um, and brought my products to market on a wholesale level. And that's when I had my very first line of pottery um, products to sell. And people fortunately came and bought them. I had my mother, my father, um, oh. who had retired at the time. They all, I asked them to come help me. And, The demand was there already and they said, come on, let's do it. And we had them sitting, standing in that booth with me. And the customers that came in and bought for me that, that same day and that same week that I was at that first market, some of them still, um, I'm proud to say 20 some years later are my customers today. So it's quite a long journey of that, but that's really where it started was, was in the foundation of my love of entertaining and finding products that I knew I used myself um, and I, it delighted me and that I could display and use in my own home. And bringing them to market, and people just adapting it, and then people asking for other things, and it just broadened my broadened the um, the entire collection. It's grown dynamically over the years, for sure.
0: Wow, I loved hearing about the journey, and I've always wondered where the name came from. So I'm <laughs> happy that I got that answer. Um, and I have to say, I've been to your booth many times. Or- now it's a showroom, I guess, yeah. um, in Atlanta, and it's always bustling. You always have so many people, um, so it's so great to hear that, you know, you started small with family, and now to see what it is today is amazing. Yeah,
1: thanks, yeah. I love the shows. They're so fun to see everybody <laughs> gather together and chop all over the new product and get people's reactions and seeing it for the first time, so Yeah.
0: Definitely. So how would you describe your brand um, today to someone that might not have heard of it that's listening? Um, Maybe, Kyle, you might want to take this question, but how would you describe it in like a sentence or two? And then maybe tell us a little bit about some of the product that you offered today. Sure.
2: And actually, Mom, you stopped... Short of the second brand that we now have. So I'll kind of give you a sentence for each, if, if that's okay. Um, yeah, of um Cotton Colors by Lar Johnson is very much a lifestyle brand that we emulate after, especially my mom's lifestyle, but that of our family as well. Like she said, we really design the products and with what we like to use and what we find that we need in our homes in mind. Um, and so we like to share you know, ideas and content and the ways we're using them in um, the Cotton Colors brand is very warm. It's very celebratory. Um, we value, you know, the little moments in life as the big ones and provide you uh, products and ways to use them in order to make them a little bit more special and celebratory. Um, and then in 2003, uh, mom actually invented an interchangeable product that we call Happy Everything. She really wanted an easy uh, solution for decorating that didn't involve, you know, decking your entire house out, but really just, you know, something that could be a statement piece at home that could work for all occasions and holidays. And so she hand painted a big, bold platter with graphic dots and a message that said, happy everything, and then created interchangeable attachments that work with the hook and loop backing that's similar to Velcro at the top. Um, and really, within the past few years, we've seen that what was a product collection of the cotton colors brand grow into its own unique identity um, and now has a super passionate community of um, you know followers and people that love the brand, love the product and so that one is very much more um, like poppy and fun and colorful and happy, just everything happy the whole purpose of the brand is to spread happiness and, you know, be a clever solution, um, to decorating and celebrating, um, you know, just little moments as well. So both brands are very similar in that way and that they really inspire you to find the, the special parts about the little moments, but mm-hmm. just in a few, um, in a little bit of a different angle, if that makes sense. So it's been no, really to see them grow into their own identities and, you know, being creative, A company, really being able to build the visual identity and the, you know, the messaging of each and the voice of each into their own unique identities has been a challenge, but it's been really fun and something that we continue to work towards every day, all day. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. So who would you guys say
0: um, is sort of your target market or like, who's the customer that loves your products?
1: Well, I think there's a lot of the similarities between both brands. We certainly see a lot of our customers who who enter and purchase and, and, and engage with both of our brands. And I would just think, I mean, it's really all different types of people from all different locations across the country, um, all different ages too. We're really proud to say that we have um, people who love to collect happy everything that are small girls that love to keep it in their bathroom to put their hair bows Aww. in a nesting cube, all the way up through grandmothers and beyond who just adore either buying it for their own children or their own grandchildren or collecting for themselves. And for Happy Everything, I just think it's really people that are really striving to be happy or just enjoy happiness. They love to collect things. They love community. They love to just spread good cheer and just something that just makes them happy. We hear that a lot when they come into the store and say, I just want to be surrounded by happy. And that's just kind of a personality that has that. And where Cotton Colors is more, we've got lots of different people that enter and enjoy our brand um, from designers that are designing homes for others, designing their own, or just love, really want to be inspired to tap into their own inner designer, whether they're, whether they feel like they are or not, but just being able to create their own look. Um, because mm-hmm. a lot of our products are all designed um, on purpose uh, to very much be able to mix and match and allow people to tap into that, to be able to design their own look. Um, Or switch it out and change it up and refresh it over time instead of it just being um, simple, you know, one dish for every occasion. Um, So it's all different types of people that that um, just really are just either striving, striving for um, trying to learn how to how what they like to do or trying to find places in their home or whether they're just really. Um, secure and go and figure it all out for themselves so we we go we attract I think both those that are looking for help and those that just know exactly what they're doing and we like to meet them at all different different levels of wherever they are Mm
2: -hmm. one thing that's started a little bit more go ahead I know. I'm so sorry. This is we talk over each other all the time. <laughs> so, please stop us if we keep rambling on. Um, one thing that has been fun about cotton, the Cotton Colors brand recently was we in our family, like entertaining, um, you know, and pulling dishes out and putting together like a curated look comes a little bit easier to us. It's something that we do very often and like to do. Um, whether it's a big birthday celebration or just you know an after work like come over for a glass of wine and some appetizers or whatever but what one thing that I found is so fun as of late is a couple of people on our crew have mentioned you know cotton colors really inspires me like I don't have that natural inclination to know like I'm gonna pull these dishes out and look like I went to like a little bit of extra effort or enjoy you know just an everyday dinner or an everyday snack like after work um and I don't know how you do that and so it kind of we we really like to keep that in mind when, you know, providing products or ideas because we want to take the intimidation out of those moments. Like don't don't not have people your friends and family over because you're so intimidated by setting the perfect table or, you know, that type of thing. So it's really about taking the intimidation factor out and just making it easy to where you feel proud of, you know, them walking through the door and you put together this little spread just to celebrate the little Tuesday night or whatever it may be. And so that's been a new kind of realization that our actual VP of sales and marketing really brought out because she's that person. And so we, we like to talk to that person as well.
0: Certainly, and I think you guys do a great job of that, like following along on social media or even on your website, you show sort of how to style them or which pieces you pair together. Um so I think you do a great job of of that for people who might not know what to do themselves or even someone who does know you know how to play with pattern and color but is just looking for some something different and some inspiration. So I think you do a great job with that. well thank you. So, I guess, how did you get the word out about your business when you started? And, you know, how do you continue today? What, and I asked this question on two different levels. Like, obviously, there's the direct to consumer, but I also know um, you guys are carried in a lot of stores and boutiques across the country, and you even have your own uh, brick and mortar as well. So, let's talk a little bit about, you know, the marketing and um, getting the word out.
1: Well, that is always, that has evolved certainly through the many years of us being in business. Um, Back in the day, it was all word of mouth. It was um, really people coming to be invited to one of the home shows that uh, that we had and then then telling their friends about us. And I'd be getting phone calls at home saying, I want to come get the dresses or I want to come place orders for plates. And so it was very strategic that way where it was just friends family that spread the word and and I just had a conversation with somebody about our Tallahassee community and how how great it was to build a community in in this southern town because they were here and came out in full force to support me and still continue to um just they just love you know having a passion for a Tallahassee based company that it is threw their support into so early days. It was really a lot of word of mouth, a lot of friends and family. Then we we were one of the very first to ever launch a website. So that came wow. um, in concurrence. It was ugly, believe me, it was terrible. <laughs> um, but it was it was there, and it was one of the very first ones before the internet was invented. Um, right right at the same time. So however long ago <laughs> that was, we started um, very early. Um, and my father was is an entrepreneurial spirit as well. He really okay. encouraged us to get there. And now, excuse me, I have a terrible cough. Uh, I'm dying to not cough, and you know what that means. Um, but my father was really the entrepreneurial spirit, and so he really was great at making sure that we stayed on target with that. Um, and then, really, alongside that same time frame, we really launched ourselves in the wholesale world, where I was very lucky to be picked up by. Um Small boutiques that were um nestled all around the country, mostly primarily in the south because we mostly shed in the Atlanta market um but we grew that base just simply with the hard work and pig headed determination to um get out there and um get in the car sometimes and drive up and ask for the order and show my work um and from that grassroots campaign, it moved into more of the advertising that you that is a little bit more. Um, expected today, which is you know the Google ads and I had to figure that all out and figure out how to how to how to bid on words and in between painting and making product. it was quite fun um, And now it's just really you know just compounding it's really staying at it and being very very um, committed to um, delivering messages that people that resonate with people you know crafting saying things that mean something to people and and the authenticity there because um, we really mean it when we say we want to encourage people, um, what comes easy to me or Kyle or uh, people in our family, we want to be sure that we're sharing relevant information and that can be applied in all different ways. I mean, we've published magazines. I published a cookbook. Um, Getting writing that um, and content out there that um, is relevant to people that actually helps people um, is always um, another form of marketing that I think has really um, broadened our reach and exposed our product even i get comments all the time even now about a recipe that somebody recently cooked out of a cookbook that my cookbook that's eight years old so anything really yeah anything really that um applies content and anytime we can show people how to do things that's really um the user experience that we're after and and want to continue crafting that for sure
2: gosh and we are continuously working on it i feel like we get (laughs) so busy with our heads down you know just Cranking things out that we forget to share, or you know, in the moment. But it's really the authentic message, and not you know curating it to perfection or anything like that. Just really sharing the real stuff um, mm-hmm. that I think resonates so well with our audiences, especially on Cotton Colors, because I think you know the audience is understanding that's more of a lifestyle brand. And then on Happy Everything, I would say you know this formatted community and the people that are so sort of like like minded, but then really feel a part of something and, you know, inspired to be happy and optimistic and just a really positive space to be, I think has been a game changer for that brand as well. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I think you guys do a great job um,
0: with content. And do you guys still do your little catalog? Magazine? We had yeah. the, we we had such a year that we put it on pause this year, although it's okay.
1: my very, very favorite thing to do. And we're <coughs> – excuse me, wanting to re, um, so with our toast magazine, we're wanting to relaunch that back again, um, okay. uh, this year. So we love to write content for that. It's my favorite thing.
0: I know. And I loved receiving that. Um, yeah. it was just, it had so much fun recipes and then showing you how to use the products and just inspiration that I really did enjoy that. So I'm happy that you're bringing that back.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yes, Glad to hear it. Thank you. <laughs>
0: So what's been, you know, some of the big hurdles or biggest struggle um, that you've faced in your time doing business?
2: Oh, gosh,
1: my biggest hurdle is it's so it takes so long. I just have no patience. And we've been at this so long that I just feel like things should be happening so quick. And, you know, it should be like perfect. Um, And so the hurdle is really just establishing patience um, and and knowing that there's a pace that's a, that's a good pace to be at instead of losing patience with um with how we do things and and it comes a lot you know patience t- teaches a lot of lessons in life and a lot of times um it's better to go at a slower pace and um at the rapid pace that I would like it to be happening so hurdles for that it's really um is is establishing patience in my life <laughs> <laughs>
0: What
2: about you, Kyle? Do you have anything to add to that? I I would have answered the exact same thing. I think, you know, <laughs> when you're building one brand versus two or two <laughs> brands versus three, you really want things to just kind of start to click and, you know, everything to fall into place. But continuously remembering that, you know, continued progress is much, much better than perfection is the lesson to learn early on. Um, and I think we have, and so, you know, it's okay that for example, we took a year off of toast magazine, as long as you come back and do the things you love and keep, you know, the things at the forefront that are really important to you and, um, what you love to do is just kind of how we're operating. We've, we've had quite, I think each year gets better and better and we are very ambitious people. Um, and it's just so much fun to see We try our best to plan ahead and just make things happen quickly. And then sometimes opportunities arise and we just pile it on as well, Um, which is what I think, you know, just is kind of a crazy way of doing business sometimes in the moment. But you look back and look at, wow, look at all we accomplished this year. Um, Wonder what's in store for 2021 or, you know, things like that. And so, again, just kind of progress over perfection is a great lesson.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. I think for any business or, you know, any person in general, I think that could be applied to anything. So on the flip side to that question, what are you most proud of? Or like, what are some like pinch me moments that you've gotten to experience with your businesses? I think I'm as proud
1: of of working with the people that I work with. Um, and, and that includes my family. All, almost every member of my family works in the company. But the people that I've worked with and um, that we've brought into the brand, I'm just so proud of each and every one of them for the growth that they experience, what they contribute, what they allow us to achieve. Um, That's really my proudest moment is when we've really pulled off something really great. And I look around and it's the people that give their heart and soul and their interest and their brains and their passion and their tears and whatever it is that it takes to um, grow a grow brands, as Kyle's mentioned. Um, But I'm really, really proud of the people that have come through the doors and mm-hmm. the fact that they um, have learned and contributed so much. And my pinch me moments probably are when I hear, when I see the products on in great stores or fine stores all over the country and to have them selected, um, mm-hmm. my product selected to be um, among them. And, you know, we have great people that are, have wonderful businesses that have chosen our products and our designs that are come all from us. I mean, they're only in our heads. That's where they start. Um, And for them to have selected us, among all the many thousands of things out there that they could choose, that's a pinch me moment that I have almost every day. When I hear from them or I see it, I'm in their stores or I see it offered online, it just really is pinch me to think, wow, this is something we invented and this is something that's really resonating with them. And these professional people have chosen it um, to be among their offerings. Um, So that's pretty, pretty cool.
2: Certainly. What about you, Kyle? I think... I I love seeing, you know, friends and family I give gifts to each year, um you know, like our, now tis the season, glass ornaments with personalized, with you know, special occasions or commemorations from the year. And it pleases me so much to just get a random text or a call out of the blue and just, you know, with a very heartfelt message of these ornaments mean so much to me. And really when people can recite back what you had, what you had designed the product in mind to do is so special because it just shows you that you really accomplished, you know, your, your goal and what you, what you're doing this for. Um, Mm -hmm. And I agree. I think you know, to piggyback on what mom said, we have a great team. Yes. And just really, we do with the team we have, especially we, we do almost everything in house from designing, marketing, selling, um, everything pretty much, but manufacturing every single product we do here. And we set big goals and we take a lot on during the year. And to look back, like I said, my last answer really to say, look at what we accomplished. It's, towards the end of the year, I think it's natural to start reflecting and being able to celebrate those things. But I think we do a really good job of doing that all year long. Um, And so if that makes sense, but I think just being ambitious and really making it happen. No, definitely. Those
0: are all, you know, things to be proud of for sure. And I love how you mentioned that just about every family member of yours works with you guys. So, let's talk a little bit about that. Like the importance of family and sort of, you know, you've built this company with your family, but also I think with families in mind in general and being together.
1: Yes. I think a lot of people cannot believe that I could possibly work with family. Um, but in our case it just works. It tends to Um, we figured it out along the way and, um, we're just happier that way, I think. And it comes easy to us and, you know, it's just, it's very, um, comforting to have my family around me and they are always on, most always on the same page. We definitely don't always agree on everything, (laughs) um, but they kind of get it and know where we're coming from and have the same ideals and the same foundations. Um, so we're aligned a lot of times, um, together and it's to me, how proud I am now that my daughters and my nieces are all involved in the company and mm-hmm. have their own places. And I think that's what makes our family work is that we know our strengths and we all mm-hmm. kind of know that and have found our place here in the company um, doing what we love to do and what we're talented to do and where our interests are. So you'll have some that have a financial brain that have landed in the finance and um, tech world. And we have some obviously like Kyle and my my daughter, um, Sarah Kate is very much in the creative world and do all the, everything you see visually, they really lead and are in charge of. And then I have my youngest daughter who does a little bit of all of it. She's a salesperson at heart. Um, she should have been either a lawyer or VP of sales, but she adores um, selling and customer support and merchandising. So she's got the creativity as well as the selling, selling passion. Um, so it's just fun to see them all evolve throughout the years and they all bring their own. I mean, it just really, you can see the succession happening in the family with the product evolution and they all are contributing their, their different ages. And it really expands. As I said, I'm lucky we have the young, young people all the way through grandparents and we've got all of that, um, gen, all that generational three generations working in the company now um, that definitely bring that to, to the table naturally. Um, so it's really, it's really good and family, you know, today, I know a lot of people are with their family more than ever. Um, Mm -hmm. but that's just kind of how we gravitate, what we gravitate to, um, most of the time you see us together, um, throughout not just the work week, but on the weekends as well. But we just have a lot of passion together in the the company and creating things and, and all of our different, um, all of our different talents that we contribute to it. Mm
2: -hmm. I think that's the reason why it works too, is because, you know, something, sometimes there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen, but we kind of recognize each other's, lanes, I would say, but without becoming too, you know, like territorial over our jobs or anything like that, we work very well together, but yet we have our own distinct skills and talents. And um, like Alan said, bring like what we bring to the table, but we also really enjoy the work. Um, It's just a way of life for us. We go home and continue to talk about it over dinner, a glass of wine. Our husbands sometimes have to like, you know, call the white flag and just say, okay, it's time to not talk about work anymore. (laughs) Uh, But even they are like great, you know, unbiased opinions and contribute and have an interest in it as well. Um, And so just really being, enjoying being around each other and not really getting sick of each other is what I think, you know, contributes to the success of being able to do that. So it's definitely not for everyone, I would say. (laughs) There's definitely challenging moments, but it's really, really special. Definitely.
0: So where do you find inspiration when you're designing a new piece or a new collection?
2: Um, where Where are you going for inspiration? I find a lot of inspiration in really updating classic or vintage styles in unexpected ways. I find inspiration in textures from anywhere but really a lot in nature, I find it inspiration in traveling, um other cultures, iconic patterning, architecture, or styling. Um but really like one of the things I find myself saying over and over again when I'm talking about my designs or you know training on products to other crew members or anything is I really I love to mix old with new. I think that's where a lot of people are able to really create their own look um and you know channel their inner designer like my mom said earlier and so i find a lot of inspiration in past um you know like like vintage or retro um prints or uh you know wallpaper quilts like totally random places but really being able to kind of mix them together a lot of our collections are designed to be very much cohesive and um, to work all together, but then they're also designed to be able to mix and match with each other, um, so that you can really create your own unique look. So the short answer is everywhere, which is probably an also cliche answer, but really a lot of different places. It's, it's sometimes surprising where it comes from.
0: No, that sounds just about right. It sounds like you, Mm -hmm. you know, you get inspiration from all around you. (coughs) Definitely. So, what's your design process like then? Like how far in advance are you designing? What what sort of collection maybe are you working on right now? Um, and how long does it take to go from, you know, idea of this this new product or this new printer design to having it in stores um, and available to customers?
2: So I would say we design very much in advance. Um, having a wholesale business as well as a retail business kind of forces us to launch all at one time and much earlier. So we're usually designing about 12 to 18 months ahead of when products would show up on our website. Um, So we actually just celebrated last week, we revealed and trained on all of the 2021 (coughs) products to the rest of our crew and sales team and um, marketing teams and everybody and really all the strategies and planning that go along with the launch of those. And then they will be launched to our wholesale audience first. um, And we reveal the entire active line to them um, at the beginning of the year. Usually one of the first times they see them is on our website, but also at the markets in January. Um, And then they will be launched to the retail audiences throughout the year based on delivery and, you know, reveal and launch and everything. Um, but as far as our design process, I would say we do a, like, I definitely a large part of my job is the product design, but that's not all we do. So I would love to say that we're sitting here designing products all day, every day, because that's one of my favorite things. But I also share the um, quality that my mom has, where we are equally creative and kind of like more task oriented or business oriented. We want to have, you know, the list checked off or things like that. So, we, I would say we kind of go through design spurts, um, okay. but ultimately end up with, you know, banks of inspiration and banks of, you know, rough designs or options or sketches and patterns and color palettes that we pulled together or been inspired by. Um, and then we work very closely with our product function who leads uh, the more nitty gritty analysis of the product sales, what's working, what may be an opportunity, what may be kind of like a hole in our line, um, and (coughs) what's resonating with our audiences. And we really just kind of pair the two together. You know, we have this bank over here that we are things that we've been inspired by and designed. And then we have this list over here of needs and, you know, opportunities to kind of grow our product line. And then we, we look at them together. And then sort of meld the two and mm-hmm. meet in the middle. Um, so it's it's kind of nice because we're not only satisfying the desire and demand and need and want, but we're also designing what what's naturally an evolution of our line. Um, and so I think that's a great balance to have. We design everything from scratch. We design all the shapes from the ground up, all the patterns, we apply the colors and everything. And so sometimes we hit the nail on the head and first few rounds of designs are like, yep, this is the fi- final. It's great to go. And then sometimes it takes like a painful amount of edits to get it to <laughs> ready. Um, we are very collaborative in that way. Um, I've kind of taken a little bit more of the leadership on with a team that I have to get It's a little farther along. And then my mom sees, like comes in and sees everything. And then sometimes she'll have like, you know, a passion project that she gets really inspired by and she'll get a little bit more involved in the detail there, Mm -hmm. but she sees everything before it goes to production. Um, and so it's really fun to work very collaboratively, um, together in that way with the rest of our team, um, much ahead, but it kind of, it kind of tricks us up sometimes because we're like, wait, what year, this, what, what year are we in? So we're about to start working on 2022, actually. Um, but we are really excited about some of the items coming in in 2021. Um, some new materials and, you know, kind of just evolved a product line that we're really excited about. So we can't wait for you guys. Can you
0: tell us a little sneak peek for 2021? Like if there's a color or pattern or like a, a new shape, like any little sneak peek you can let us know.
2: <laughs> Uh, of course, for you. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for you, especially to see one of our newest collections because it has a little, well, actually a large knot of citrus. Um, very inspiring. Like I said, I'm inspired by textures in nature. And um, I think it's going to be a really fun everyday collection that, you know, takes notes from maybe what you're seeing out and about in trees and yards everywhere now so oh uh,
0: this <laughs> sounds yeah this sounds right up my alley so now for some like quick answer fun questions uh so my first one I always ask this to everyone that I interview because it is the preppy podcast so what
2: does preppy mean to each of you like how would you describe it I that's a great question I love this one um Personally, I would describe preppy as a timeless style that's a little more tailored, but tends to incorporate a lot of color. Um, and those are the three mm-hmm. things that I absolutely love about preppy style.
0: Yeah.
1: What about you, Lara? I think I agree with all those words. She stole them from me. But I also think <laughs> preppy is very um, delightful to the eye. Makes that's a Make sure great, you oh, that's kind of great. Yeah, Delightful to the eye. I think most people. That's a really know, good yeah. one.
0: Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Okay. What's your personal, each of yours' favorite product on the website right now? You can go
1: first. I, my very, well, I'm having a dinner party for 12 people tonight. And my very, and I think about what I used. I had a dinner party on Saturday night as well. And probably my very favorite um, is the bowl. We have a, a pasta, pasta bowl
2: yeah. that mm-hmm. is, I
1: actually asked for this shape. So yes, it's um, like a
2: coop shape. So like a shallow, ooh. really functional bowl. I love that shape. I'm me. all
1: into the shape and the function. So when I entertain or even just cook for my own, my husband, myself, I like bowls that can be great for a big crowd or also small, um, small for a smaller crowd. So it's just very mm-hmm. functional. I find myself turning to it every day. Um, and we've got it done in a couple of different patterns over the years. We have, we have the shape also, um, with some fun patterning on mm-hmm. it. Um, it just makes me happy to use it. It sits the food right. It presents it really well and it's very easy to use. So that's kind of an elusive one, I think, but the, our pasta bowls are definitely my favorite t- that I'm enjoying just because I'm entertaining so much now.
2: That's definitely <laughs> one that if you have it, you you continuously reach for it without really even consciously doing it because it's so functional. Mm-hmm. Um, mine changes every day. I wish I had space in my smaller house to have all of our products in them. Um, but I do tend to switch my dishes out pretty frequently. Um, but I would say, I guess right now, just cause it's the holidays, I'm really loving our vintage Christmas village collection, um, okay. the big 14 inch platter that I think is such a fun statement piece and serving piece that you can just pull right off your shelf and, um, use it for serving. I said earlier on that I get really inspired by vintage and retro um, prints and patterns and imagery. And I think we just really refreshed a kind of iconic scene for Christmas Eve in this collection and looking forward to growing it um, maybe next year and the year after. But that's a that's a favorite right now. I'm loving seeing those sales come through and people agreeing. It's a good one. Yeah, it's very classic. Uh-huh.
0: So what's would you say is um, a customer favorite or always the best seller? Ornaments,
1: ornaments, 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 ornaments. Mm. We are in ornament world. And if I were to look at sales and while we've been on this phone for um, a little bit, I would tell you that the top selling product would be our ornaments. Um, people just, it's time of year and people just adore them. Um, they love to collect them. They love to gift them. Um, so we're happily, seeing lots of those um end up in the customers hands all over
2: and since we hand personalize them with any message almost any maybe not like a novel on the back or anything like that <laughs> um it's so fun to see the messaging that people are putting on there and what memories they're making and occasions they're celebrating and we know like next year at <laughs> christmas they'll be able to pull it back out and relive that memory um and so it's just so fun like i said earlier to see that they're using it for exactly what we had intended them for. And they love it.
1: Yeah. And I love seeing like the just engaged. Yeah. We see lots of yeah, They come out just engaged. So, you know, that's happening or come about to happen or has just happened. Um, Yeah. The first Christmases or when they're finding out they're having a baby, the girl or it's a boy. It's fun to see the weddings, all the different occasions and happy celebrations
0: that are happening. That's funny. You get to be part of those special moments with people. Yeah. So what is a go-to weekday dinner that you make? I know, Laura, you had a cookbook. Um, So maybe what's like one of your go-tos for a busy, busy work week?
1: It's funny that uh, you asked me that because I've been racking my brain. And, and to tell you the truth, I work really late and my husband cooks
2: <laughs> everything.
1: <laughs> dinner. Um, so it's mostly something on the grill. And um, a grill that's our go to yeah. is whatever Milton's cooking on the grill is my go to dinner. But if I were in charge and very few times he let, lets me um, be in charge, I probably would cook um, chicken and rice. Uh, okay. something he does, something off the grill, um, is what mm-hmm. my specialty is because he's so good at, at that. Um, I like any chicken and rice recipe with a great salad. Um, and salads are the easiest thing in the world to pull together and change. You can change it so easily that it really adds. If you take time, a lot of people don't like to mess with salads, but salads, uh, my sister is the expert salad maker, and I've learned a lot from her choices. And if you just keep a few staples on hand, you can really switch out that, um, the salad to make it really round out your meal and make
0: it very satisfying. So that's what I would. What do. about you, Kyle? What's, what's your go-to?
2: Uh, this is a hard one too. I love to cook. Uh, my husband and I like to cook together, but sometimes, you know, he takes on the weeknight meals more. I tend to take care of like Sunday dinners, trying a new recipe. Uh, but a weekday dinner, I would say a, a regular is chicken piccata. Mm, yeah. Um, I think it's like easy and refreshing with lemon and papers and all the things. So good. That sounds delicious. I'm I'm getting hungry
0: now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How would each of you describe your entertaining or decorating style in one word?
1: One word. Oh, um, You can do a few words if you want. (laughs) Uh, Interchangeable. Um, I don't know. Let me try to talk it out and I'll bring it down to a few words. But my trick is to have is to select a few things that are my go to that are easy to pull out and switch up. So I have I entertain the same people a lot at my house. Mm -hmm. But every experience I like to be something different. So I like some go to basics that Mm -hmm. I can switch up and they and they don't feel like they're coming to my table and it's the same one every time. So probably interchangeable, um, evolve, ever evolving, ever or, evolving yeah. and, and also very casual. It's not casual. It's not the right word. It's more easy. Like I don't stress out. Okay. Like I don't do things that are going to wig me out. Like, yep. Whatever that means. So relax,
0: relax. So yeah, comfortable, relaxed, comfortable, uh, comfortable
1: and relaxed. Yeah. I think, mean, don't you? I may be wrong. I don't know. So that's how I feel. That's how I want people yeah, to feel.
2: Definitely. <laughs> I think growing up in my mom's house and experiencing herself entertaining mine's very similar. My house is, like I said earlier, my house isn't too large. So whenever people come over, we try to make sure that the weather is somewhat good because we have a great patio to bring everybody out onto. Um, but I would say casual and curated like i like to pull together even if it's just an, you know a weeknight meal or something pull together like a purposeful color palette um not scared to use like linen napkins for an everyday mm-hmm. meal um things like that just a purposeful look but still very easy and approachable
0: yep so what's one tip to make your home feel extra special i mean we're all spending so much more time at home now um, And I feel like even going into the new year, people like to sort of revamp their home. So what's a tip that each of you have um, to make your home feel a little bit more extra special?
2: I think that it's fun to switch the dishes in your cabinet seasonally or a few times a year. I think it makes things feel fresh, Um, Mm -hmm. like especially your everyday dishes like dinner plates, salad plates, mugs. Um, you know, you may have like a favorite mug that you grab every morning for coffee, but it's fun to have, you know, a fresh little assortment or collection for a season and kind of keep things interesting and get to use more of your, of your collection. Um, not just for special occasions necessarily, or not just, you know, for a holiday. Um, I think, Mom, you do a good job of that, of pulling your cabinet, you know, drawers out and taking and putting, you know, the ones that you've been using for a few weeks away and putting new ones in. Um, and it just kind of is like a little nice surprise for the first few days after mm-hmm. you do it. It kind of makes you feel yeah. good. And it's a nice little refresher. And I would say orchids. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: yep. Orchids. Uh, having finding, and you'll see in my house. If you if you ever come to my home, you'll find that I have bowls or vases set that look pretty, just plain and empty. But then also, uh-huh. the minute you add an orchid to it, um, it just adds something special. And orchids live forever. I mean, they just don't die, even if you don't water them. The best the best plant in the whole world is is something you don't really have to pay attention to. And I yeah. and that's I think it's kind of a combination with fresh flower, um, but they don't die in a day or two. Um, So orchids or bromeliads or anything that has long lasting um, color or or texture is something that makes your house feel special. So just finding a simple bowl that can convert into a vase is a wonderful option to add some freshness and delight you in your house.
0: I love that because that's something no matter the size of your house, whether you're in an apartment or, you know, you're in your forever home, um, you can fit an orchid in, you know, yeah, and it adds some color. does what's one thing you're grateful for from 2020 you know this year's been a challenge I feel like for everyone in all different aspects but what's something that um you learned from it or you're grateful for
2: I would say I'll start with saying just the time spent together um I think we do a good job of kind of making sure we're having fun outside of work and spending time together. We enjoy, we truly enjoy being around each other, but I think it's been really fun to not feel like we love traveling. I love traveling, but it's been kind of nice to have like a forced, you know, stay at home multiple weekends in a row with no plans, which is very rare for us. Um, And it's been very lovely to not feel like the pressure of, you know, making the most of being at home for this weekend until you're traveling for a few weeks and things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, after work, gin tournaments or glass of wine or dinner and things like that, which we do normally, but I think it's just been a little bit different this year and the fact that it's all been at home.
0: Yep.
1: And probably for me, it's family, which is always centered around um, my answers to a lot is, I take a lot of comfort in being around family and and as Kyle said this year has afforded us the ability to stay close to home and um be together and just a little bit more quiet and calm instead of all over the world um like we all tend to be so just having some time
0: mhm being close with everyone and mm-hmm. kind of slowing things down a little absolutely so what's next for you and your business? We talked about how Toast will probably be making an appearance again, um, like a little sneak peek of uh, some of your line. But anything else you want to mention before we wrap up of something people can look forward to or um, get excited about?
1: Well, I think we um, we had a lot of fun opening a brand new Happy Everything flagship store in Tampa this year. Um, That was a great, fun, exciting project even during covid um, that was awesome and fun to do, and that kind of sparked our interest in renovation. You know, when you paint one wall, you tend to can't stop there. You have to, you have to keep on going. So we're looking forward to a little bit more renovation down in our Tampa Cotton Colors flagship store, and another renovation happening in our flagship store in Tallahassee. And so that always gets the creativity flowing, and just updating, and um, repainting, and refreshing, and re rethinking things through. And it really has rejuvenated us quite a bit, um, on the visuals and the visual sense is to be able to work in a, um, in a world. And I'm also going to take it into my home too. Mm-hmm. It's been a few years since I've renovated my house. So I'm keen on, um, updating some things. So I kind of tend to jump in all at one time. You start looking around you start realizing, well, I could do that <laughs> or I could do this. So renovation, yeah, <laughs> uh, renovation for 2021, I think is updating and just having some fun and bringing some new materials in. Um, and also, possibly a little bit more publishing. You may see some projects heading that way um, to inspire nice. and
2: and share. Awesome. Yeah. I think Anything Black- else you want to add? Flagship stores, to me, are the best way to experience a brand. I think uh, online store is so great for so many reasons, but when you get to go and experience a physical space, mm-hmm. you know, hitting all the five senses and everything, it's it's unmatched. And so that's going to be our our big big guy that we started this year and our, will continue into next year. I'm trying to think of what else. Hopefully some travel again. (laughs) Yeah, All those missed, um,
1: the ones that we said, we're glad we didn't have to go do this time, (laughs) but now we're putting back on the (laughs)
2: schedule. I can't wait
0: to
1: achieve and and
0: go out there in the world. Hopefully. Certainly. Those are all super exciting things. um, And looking forward to seeing all of those happen with this upcoming year. Uh so my final question is tell everyone where they can find you. Like what's your your website address, what's your social media handles, all of that sort of thing.
1: Well, our websites are cotton-colors.com and remember that there's one t in cotton, so cotton-colors.com and then also happy-everything.com. Um we have two brands with two distinct websites. We also have our flagship stores they are located in Tallahassee, Tampa, and Atlanta. And again, our newest and first ever happy everything branded flagship stores is open. We just opened it in November with a big brand opening, so that's available um, to be shopped and also on instagram, facebook, and pinterest and um also throughout the country and great independent retailers all over, as well as Dillard's and Neiman Marcus and Belk. so we've got lots of um great um placement on different some of our products all over the country and one of my favorite places that you can shop and support is St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. We've been selected for over 15 years now to design custom products using patient art as a fundraiser. So we have products that you can purchase directly from us that drive donations to St. Jude, but also shopping directly with St. Jude. Um, It's my wonderful, most favorite products we do every year. And they just, 100% of the donations go help all of the families at St. Jude. They do tremendous work there. So It would be delightful for y'all to find and locate some wonderful products that they're offering um, through their website and in their gift stores.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you ladies so much. Trisha, thank you. It's been such a delight to to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media.